There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new Bubbly Burst. Hacks is back for season three, and so is the official Hacks podcast. In each episode, Hacks creators Lucia and Yellow, Paul W. Downs, and Jen Statsky speak with cast and crew members to unpack the Emmy-winning comedy series. You'll hear Hannah Einbinder and Gene Smart speak to their on-screen dynamic, along with stories from the show's writer's room, on-set antics, and creating the world that Deborah and Ava inhabit. Watch Hacks, streaming exclusively on Max, and listen to the official Hacks podcast on Max or wherever you get your podcasts. Do you want to boost the economy like Taylor Swift? Do you want to run a business empire like Rihanna? Intuit is the financial platform that helps everyday people prosper. Intuit helps you take control of your finances through products like TurboTax, Credit Karma, QuickBooks, and MailChimp. Whether you're trying to manage your money or trying to run a business, Intuit gives you the confidence to take control of your finances so you can live your best life. Intuit has helped 100 million people live their best financial lives. Visit Intuit.com, I-N-T-U-I-T.com to start living yours. Let's get into it. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort. Creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets turns. Look, man. Where? Oh, I see. Wow. Oh, my. Oh, and look over there. Wow. Is that Ooh. culture? Oh, yes. My goodness. Oh, wow. Yeah. Las Culturistas. Ding dong. Las, Las Culturistas, Culturistas calling. I sort of have an immediate thing to ask you off the bat. Okay. So, you know how you, there's gay culture, there's straight culture, and sometimes there's even some crossover. I think that I think it's two circles and the, the, it's one tangent little point. Sometimes things make it in there, but it's a really pins, pinhead of a width there, you know? Yes. It's sort of like there's housewives and there's business women, and sometimes there's a crossover in the middle. You understand? But just, just two circles touching, kissing. Right. Mwah. Exactly. They're just kissing. But then there's Bethany in the middle. And I haven't watched a new reality show, and it's not what I'm asking about today. Yeah. Okay. I hear it's fine, but keep going. That sounds exactly right. That sounds exactly right, King. And but that's 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 the story. Before you get into this, that's the story yeah. of Bethany, right? Someone that you're like, fine. oh my god, we love her, and then it just sort of like it took a turn, and you're like, okay, now it's averaged out to the median is fine. I would call Bethany Frankel effective, but to what end? Oh, and that's a rule of culture. Rule of culture number thirty-four. Bethany, Bethany Frankel, Frankel, effective. effective. But, but to, to what, what end? end? You know? And, you know, now she's kind of become the person that she might have made fun of years ago. Anyway, oh, it big matter. time. When she was selling cookies in, the, in aisle four? In, in aisle four? <laughs> or was that what she sold? Cookies or whatever? I don't muffins, know. I'm sure skinny girl does cupcakes. muffins. Pastries. Pastries, you see. You understand. So you understand. You understand. So this, you understand. So this, front runner for title of it? You understand. You understand. Um, so this is sort of what I wanted to ask you about. 
So one of the things I think is like very much straight culture, but crosses over with gay culture is the artist Meatloaf. Uh huh. Because I feel that Meatloaf is he's he's straight culture in that he's a he's a male rock star. Yeah. But he's gay culture in that he's drama, and that he his song is famously. Um, it's all come back to me now, which was then covered by the icon Celine Dion. And so we really wouldn't have that song without a meatloaf to do it first. So I feel that there's some queer culture in here and straight culture. Now, do you know the song Paradise by the Dashboard Light? I don't. See, I actually reject the notion that meatloaf is or Paradise Light or whatever like is straight culture because I, I, I was going to be like, I was going to like do my apologetic thing of like, no, yeah, never apologize. I'm a child of immigrants. I didn't grow up with meatloaf, but now I'm just like, no, meatloaf is not gay culture. And I actually, but I, I don't mean to, I don't mean to like, yeah, undermine your whole thing. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Why am I no, doing it's, that? It's okay. It's, it's okay. Even though you're sort of glaring at me and shaking your hand. No, no. Um, it's okay. And the only reason I say, I, I think I make a valid argument that he is sort of a draggy, like, Male yeah, rock yeah. star. There's mellow to the drama. A hundred percent. And you you actually have to also remember his performance with Catherine McPhee on American Idol season finale when they sang It's All Come Back to Me Now. And he was acting the song very hard. And Catherine, we, we thought that maybe she'd be killed during the performance because <laughs> he was sort of acting and singing so hard. So mm-hmm. I do think there's like a lot to him that's worth it. But I just want to say... I know every word of the song Paradise by the Dashboard Light. And the other day, I was out actually getting drunk with straight people. I was out getting drunk with... Very dangerous. And I was out getting drunk with Greta, her husband, Abe, Greta's sister, Emily, and my my dear friend, Ian, who is gay but hangs out with straights a bunch as well mm, socially straight i would i don't know if i would go that far but like cer- certainly so. certainly interacts with straight people okay and the song paradise by the dashboard light came on and i was like oh my god classic song started singing it at everyone expecting everyone to sort of join in and they didn't and i'm realizing this might be a jaws thing where it's like only my like Long Island ass knows it because it played at every single Sweet Sixteen. We did not not establish the fact that Jaws is a Long Island specific piece of culture. But you had said that it was, and we're going to, you know what, we're going to ask the guest, and I'm sure she'll agree with you because she... no, the no, guest, no, no, no. The guest is the guest is cultured, and I feel you know, sort of She's very conveys cultured. like an intelligence and a like sort of cultural literacy that maybe I don't have. But from my and from my perspective, you said that sort of I know Jaws and didn't know Sound of Music because I'm Long Island trash and not worldly. I didn't. And say you that. being worldly girl, I did not say you were Long Island trash. Well, I don't say stuff like that. You're being, you're like, you're whatever. I don't, okay. All right. And your, your argument. I'm just saying, I didn't realize that not everyone didn't know. It's fine. Paradise by the dashboard light. Honey, this, this is actually, no, this is. What? No, no that's go fine. say what you have to say. This is something. Oh, here we go. I don't mean to, I don't mean to make this about race. Oh, here we go. But this, this is something, this is something that like white people do with the Western culture where it, it, they, it, it feels like it's universal unto themselves. And so they think that everybody knows Paradise Cove. What, what was it? Okay. So everyone, let me just say something. Paradise Cove is literally, it sounds like a hot dating singles reality yeah, show. Yeah. What is it's it? It's not this. It's Paradise by the Dashboard Light. I paradise can by- see Paradise by the Dashboard Light. Sort of goes like that. Ain't no doubt about it. We were doubly blessed. 
because we were barely 17 and we were barely dressed. I mean, even as I'm singing it, I'm like, this is pathetic straight culture. We need to ask our guest. She's going to be the tiebreaker. She's going to be the tiebreaker. But can I say, just because you made it about race and you did, and you didn't quote yeah. unquote mean to, but you did. Everyone at the table, problematic. There are five people at the table. Everyone at the table, white. And they didn't know the song. They didn't know the song. What are you, ta- what are you talking about? Oh, at, at your table at dinner. Got I'm it. just saying, it's like your, your attempt to sort of make this about race false flops, no, bitch. Because no, everyone no, at bitch. that table was white and they because didn't know actually, it Actually, when you grew up not a white person in America, you kind of don't go in with the assumption that, oh, people know the shit that I grew up on. That's tea. That's <sighs> tea. I got to explain Teresa Tang to some motherfuckers. Not just talking about you. I'm talking about... I'm just talking about people in general, society. Can I tell you something? And I'm sorry I made it about race. I actually don't apologize because everything is about race. Well, you already apologized. And that's and, and, and you can't take it back. You can't. Did you listen to Girl in Red? I told you to listen to Girl I in Red. I listened to today. the entire thing today at the gym. What did you think? What did you think? I honey? thought it was I, I think I think it's really good. You were you were sort of being like, oh my God, this is brand new. I really loved it. I really loved it. I think it's so fresh. I'm like, this is like a new a new person coming into the scene with a really good album and really great songwriting. And she's like giving you like some innovations on like indie pop and pop punk. And like, it's really fun. That's all I said. I did not hype her out to be this new girl. All I, all I said was I really liked it. I was surprised that you singled it out so hard because because it, it's an excellent pop album. You're, this is like what you did with me with a, this is what I did with I did to you with Olivia Rodrigo and I'm, I'm now I'm completely on board. This is mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna stand Girl in Red in I a already one month. stand. I already stand. I in fact I was listening to it today and I was like absolutely. I said the word absolutely, absolutely. while I was listening to it. And and so it, I'm all I'm saying is I was surprised that you were so immediately on board with this because I feel like uh, upon first listen I was just like oh yeah I've heard stuff like this before but it's good but she's she's really threading a lot of things together she did an interview in Vulture um, where like her name like her what her main musical inspiration is guess who Avril Lavigne Taylor close Taylor Swift oh she's huge Taylor Swift she's one of the biggest pop stars she, she goes into this whole thing about how like Red was like an album like she was like a kid the girl in Red when Red, when Red came out and like Red like was fully formative culture that made her say culture was for her and then mm. like I like there are th- and then Taylor even Miss Taylor herself even went on stories and said you gotta listen to this album Girl in Red that's that's, that's huge I bet that I bet that made the girl in Red very happy her name is Marie. She's Norwegian. And that's all you need to oh. know. She's Norwegian. And so, the, of course, the hooks are going to be solid. So she's made of pop music. It's part of her DNA. She's drinking the water um, you in know Norway. Who's, you know who's made of comedy gold? It's part our of guest. her DNA. Our, our guest. guest. Okay. What's what's the deal with our guest? Our guest hosts, co-hosts the podcast. War Report, um, Mama. The War Report. The War Report. She's got two incredible stand-up albums out. I love mm. Stating Cookies. And so you so just you out just here. Out here. So you just out here stating cookies. I was like, I was like, this person gets it on a cultural level because, and she mm-hmm. might, I don't want to, I don't, I don't want to step on her answer potentially for when we ask her the question. Of course. But she is Sesame Street queen. Oh, major. And, and you know, someone is good. You know, someone is like really, really solid when they appreciate Sesame Street culture. And here's the thing. No one talks about how funny Sesame Street is. Oh, it's comedy genius. It's comedy gold. Name another, another group legend. of legends. Group of legends. Thank they are you. a group of legends. It's actually rule of culture number 17. Sesame, Sesame Street, Street 
there are a group, group of, of legends. legends that got together on the street, on the block, on the on the on the sesame. And then they and they said, "How about you go in the trash can? You, you go, go over there. You, you go over there. You go into the house. You go onto the stoop." They said, "Girl, you go in the window. This will be good. You go in the window, <laughs> girl. You go in the can." Girl, yes. girl, yes. and your thing is you're gonna be so nasty and mean. Nasty we all know it's mean. a joke, girl. Your thing is you're tall, so you should be the big bird. That's so good for you, girl. I love your skin tone. Put on this cape, and your thing is gonna be like you love numbers. Hey, girl, put those cookies down. No, actually, no. Keep, keep eating keep the them. cookies. Keep eating the cookies. That's perfect. You'll be the cookie monster. Oh my god, we're building oh my god, a this cast. Is be so good. Oh, this is gonna be so effing good. We can't say. Because the kids are watching. It's PBS. But we're going to, I think we're going to move to HBO someday. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't wait for the Sesame Streets to get filthy. You know what I mean? Sesame Street after dark. How, how, how rough does it get? I bet. I bet rough. I bet rough. <laughs> um, you've seen her on the well, iconic appearance on the goddamn Tonight Show. Oh my you've God. seen her on Comedy Central, HBO. You're going to be seeing her everywhere. You're going to be listening to her each week on Thursdays when new episodes of The War Report come out because you're about to fall in love. And that's just that. I don't make the rules at all. Neither does Bone Yang. He doesn't make the rules. No, I wish I could, but I don't. (laughs) Here's who makes the rules. Everyone welcome our guest. Shalay was sharp. Come on. Oh, wow. That was was lovely. Well, listen. Hi. Hello. Hello. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? I'm feeling all right. Yeah. I feel good. Yes. Can you can you break this tie for us? Have you heard the song Paradise by the Dashboard what Light? Dashboard by Meatloaf. By the Dashboard yes. Light. Yeah. Here's yeah. the thing. I have heard it. Oh, damn it. But mm-hmm. I I don't it is partially a it, it's a little it's a touch r- of a race thing. It is right. a touch of uh-huh. a race thing. In the way that like Sweet Caroline is. <laughs> Got it. You know, oh, and you, know, you know Sweet Caroline. Of course I know Sweet Caroline. Yeah. But I didn't, he- I didn't hear it. I didn't hear being sung by, by people who looked like me. Do you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, I honestly didn't hear that until my late 20s. I didn't hear Hotel California until I was about 21, 22. Right. I see. But I heard people complaining about it for many years and then when i heard mm-hmm. it i was like oh this isn't bad so this is the issue with the meat the meatloaf song is that it's a it's a generational issue yeah, yeah i yeah. guess my shock was that i was at a table drinking mm-hmm. a boot full of light beer <laughs> with straight <laughs> oh, yeah. people and right. they did not know the song maybe i need to be more clear about that that these straight mm-hmm. people didn't know this meatloaf song while i was drinking uh, something that was, you know, l- light and a beer. I mean, that was it's definitely because they were too young to have taken that in yeah, in a way. Yeah. And it was kind of picked up in campier circles, which is still right. surprising that that Greta didn't know it. But anyway, I just think um, it's so weird. <laughs> I feel like she still should have. Um, but yeah, it was it was a man that the late 70s was a campy time. It and was, we mm-hmm. missed that. We yeah, that. it was a campy time so that a, a meatloaf could appear and you're like, oh, absolutely. Let's let Drama Club dude sing these songs with all of yes. his heart and right. tailor made for something that will happen in the future where people will sing these songs in front of other drunk people. This is 
this is our guy. Yes. <laughs> and see, so, this is what I was talking about. This is the breakdown I perfect knew. Perfect analysis. Yeah. Yeah. Really that's good. What, really good that's what it is. But I, I can understand why it would seem like maybe only people in Long Island had heard it because I, but I think I, I know it because of drama club people, because of right. chorus people in high school, and then because uh, of uh. karaoke. But then again, I also was around a lot of white folks. That's right. certainly, I couldn't have turned to my parents and said, hey, have you heard this? <laughs> that was not, uh, the, the, the immediate question would have been, was it on Motown? No? Right. Then no, sweetie. And, and the answer is here. decidedly no <laughs> yeah. to that question. <laughs> <Yeah>. Unfortunately. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Remind us where you where, where you grew up again. Uh, I grew up in Atlanta. In that's right in Stone Mountain, right Stone outside. Stone Mountain, right which outside. Which is like rural, not rural, rural. No, it's no. Like, um, no, it's about ten miles uh, northeast of the city of Atlanta. What, but the uh-huh. the thing with Stone Mountain is it's a it's a a mountain. It's like a hill, a big granite hill. Um, that's got Confederate Army heroes etched into the side. Got it. Got it's it, got a it. non-rural Confederate hill. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. It's, I mean, like people make trips there. And at the time that my family moved there, uh, the Klan was still doing rallies on the top of the mountain. Jesus. But then they switched it for like a family friendly laser show. <laughs> is and is and that's actually the ideal the replacement. Vibe. That's the ideal replacement theory is when it comes to white supremacy. Is yeah, like, is that you want to you want to go laser show, right? Make it family friendly. But make it pretty. <laughs> make it pretty. Friendly for the family. Make it yeah, fun for the whole family. You know, uh, towards the, you, you can close it out with Elvis singing Dixie. Um, <laughs> In which no. they would yes, and they would take a laser, and they had the three Confederate Army heroes on horses, and so they would take a laser and outline. Oh, the, the, the carving, still, the monuments are still there. Oh yeah, oh yeah, they're carved into the side of the mountain, and they're still the mountain's still there, and the lasers would like outline the three of them on horses, and then add <sighs> oh, legs to the horses, no, and then no. have them like march off to lose, I guess, and. Um, <laughs> and then, and then they'd sh- you know shoot fireworks and uh that that's stone mountain which of course naturally um once some black people moved in experienced wild white flight and uh now <sighs> the population of it is mostly black um, oh my god and asian and i think about to go through its own case of gentrification um because it's the only place the gays are moving in no no i think they are we're the first gentrifiers i know i know and so i think yes as housing becomes what it is i think the gays are moving out there and i'm like i can't believe i can't believe i'm watching (laughs) i'm watching white flight and then gentrification Uh in this area and uh, it's wild to think of but i'm also keeping that in mind in case maybe I need to grab a house down there or something. <laughs> well, the, they, they probably heard about the light shows and, you know, gays can do interesting things with light shows That's too. That's true. You know, That's they love true. it. <laughs> Lasers, just beaconing. Just come Aesthetics on. Aesthetics huge. This way. The this only way. laser I want in Stone Mountain is the one that's gonna destroy the statue. That's gonna cut <laughs> through the statues, dear. I know. A laser knife, know. a blade. But I mean, look, they've they've switched up the laser show a little bit. They've added Outcast and the Indigo Girls. <laughs> you can't. 
Outcast and the Indigo Girls. They're like, let's. How do we widen the tent? Exactly. <laughs> well, let's see who's from here. That's coming for the lesbians too. Wow. Yeah. I'm yeah. Not even hiding. Yeah. It. What I love is the. I think the graphic for that is um a a lesbian climbing a mountain or hiking <laughs> while they play closer to fine. I can't. It's so it's too to much. Fine. It's too much. <laughs> It's a good song. It is. It really is. They're all, it's a, it's they're all good songs. Of but they course. Get, but this is what, you know what always bothers me is like when when someone's song is being used and you have to listen and you're like, do they know this is happening? Like so, like like whenever like there's like the RNC, um, like whatever, and then oh, an artist right. is like, hi, yeah, you can't play my song at that. Like I feel yeah. like. That's a slippery situation. That is very that's, slippery. That's not what you meant for it. That's not the life you wanted it to have. No, no. Uh, I don't know why I misplaced Stone Mountain. Well, I think it's because they named a Thirty Rock episode Stone Mountain, where Kenneth goes back, and it mm-hmm. it's supposed to be rural. And I think they named it that because Donald Glover was on the staff at the time and wrote. And oh, he's right. From Stone yes. Mountain. He is from Stone Mountain. He went to like uh, I didn't know his Stone Mountain experience. Um, was like 10 years after mine but it was almost exactly alike in that you know you you go to a school there are a lot of white kids there um yeah you know and then uh and then i think he went to like a performing arts high school and my sister went to that performing arts high school like years Uh before and so when i heard him tell a story i was like this i'm about to that's my life he's talking about Uh but i yeah but you know i mean it happens when you're sure. one of one of four and he probably God. still had more white people in his orbit than I did in mine, but they're hard to hard avoid. To avoid. You can't, they're they're everywhere. hard to avoid. Um, <laughs> I leave the chat. <laughs> Bye Matt. No, Bye. Matt, Matt feels very alienated, but uh, Shalewa, you and I have had very, um, what I would consider, and it's completely my fault. I remember we've had, I've had a conversation with you about the, the the layout of Atlanta. And I was like, my sister lives there. And you're like, oh yeah, where? And I was like, Dunwoody. And I think I saw the light leave your eyes. No, that couldn't have been. Dunwoody's nice. It is nice. great. It's lovely. It still counts. The thing is. It still counts. Yeah. when, When you say Metro Atlanta, you really mean the top third of the state of Georgia at this point. Like it's oh, so yeah, it's, it's so spread, big. It's so spread out. It's a lot like L.A. It's not as spread out as L.A., but the vibe is the vibes are similar. There are no borders. Yeah. Yeah. In L.A., I, I still feel like there's still a vibe where it feels like someone was murdered in every other house. <laughs> but like in Atlanta, you get an idea as to why. Whereas in LA, you're not oh really sure. Oh my god! <laughs> you no, know? you're not out in LA now, are you? Are no, you? I'm in a. I'm in Brooklyn. I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's God. I, I'm, I'm, I just feel like you were always you, like whenever we were having like because by the way we should just say get ready for the end of this episode when Shalewa does the I don't think so, honey, because you are one, one of, of the best. best I don't think one so, of the best to do it. And I feel like whenever I had to book a show, I was I always thought of you because I fucking love you. I you're so funny, and I just oh, feel thank like you. 
You're the best. And you did, were you, was, was Shalewa on team Matt or team Bowen in the coach war? I think she was on my team, right? Do you remember? I think you, did, so. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Do you have was your team blue? Bowen That was pin? blue. That was yeah, blue. Yeah, yes, I was yes. blue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Yep. That was it. We've been talking <laughs> a lot about reviving that as a, as a, as a live as a show, format. perhaps, because it's time that Bowen and I finally face off again once and for all. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I think the streets need that. Absolutely. <laughs> The streets need that. Wait, speaking of the streets, speaking of the streets, the Sesame Street of it all. Yes. Who who is the biggest legend? Who? You're a cookie. No, we know that she's a cookie monster. I I like, I I do like cookie monster. I, it's tough because, you know, they're all my babies. Right. Um, They all taught me how to read. I like, um, (laughs) I like snuff. Snuffy, Snuffle yeah. and that he can just he just kind of somehow skirt skirts in and out. Yeah, and people uh, and are never really questioning appropriately what he is. What what's happening? Yeah. Um, you know, he brings Why his little sister there. sometimes. And um, <laughs> now I remember when he was just Big Bird's friend, and no one else saw him. Oh, there was oh. a time that he was only Big Bird, and they thought Big Bird was making him up. And so <gasps> what? Every, so Snuffy would show up. They'd hang out. Someone would walk by. Big Bird would go, oh, wait, I'm going to go grab, you know, Gordon and then try to get Gordon to come back. And when he did, Snuffy had to go somewhere. And so everyone's like, OK, Big Bird. And so that was very oh frustrating. My gosh. So there was a full arc for many for a long time. Where for they were a like, long Big time. Bird, you're in you're going crazy. What <laughs> yes. you see, no one else can see. Yeah. yeah. For like, I think their first like 10 years that they were on, there was it was like he was an imaginary friend. And then they um, they made it so that um, <laughs> you did. Everyone did eventually meet Snuffleupagus, right? Yes. He became corporal. He yes, but I um I there there was there's a book that's like an oral history of of Sesame Street, and I went to a reading that the author did, taking questions, and I asked what how did that switch happen where everyone met him and why <laughs> why and um, it must be asked. And the author explained to me that oh. Around the time that they decided to make that switch was when um, children were being abducted. And so they wanted kids to feel like adults would believe them. (gasps) Smart. So they made it so that people could now believe Big Bird because... He, you, they met Snuffle up against. Interesting, and I was that's so fascinating. Yeah, I was like, whoa, that's deep. That is not what yeah, I was expecting. That, <laughs> just, that, that really, really, really kind of crazy that that was yeah, the justification. That, that they had to think that, but I'm glad they did because I definitely was a child going nuts every time they never got around to meeting Snuffy, just screaming <laughs> at the TV like he's yeah. right there, and he's How simply, sh- and he's simply huge. He's simply he's a, huge. He's a big hairy elephant. Come on, and my yeah. dad going like Shalewa. It's okay. Like, yeah, <laughs> it, th- this isn't real. What do you mean it's not real? And he's like, okay, you have a very good point. This is real to you. Yeah. Are we ready <laughs> to call Snuffleupagus a woolly mammoth? Are we sort of ready to say that hairy he's elephant. not tusked? Yeah, he's a he's hairy not, elephant. Yeah, he's just a hairy elephant. It's okay. It's okay. Yeah. You don't have to be you don't have to be categorized differently because you're a hairy elephant. Yeah. Still an elephant. Here's another thing. This is a very deep cut. If there are any other Sesame Street people out there, they will know. I'm sure. Okay. So there's a lot of talk of Bert and Ernie as a couple. 
Right. Right. right? I don't think they're a couple. Okay. I'm actually, I'm willing to believe that they aren't. Everyone was very upset when, when, when the creator was, well, no, sorry, go, 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 go. Yeah, I just think, I think they're just friends and roommates. Hmm. Like, that's the vibe I, I get from yes. them. Yes. Um, but there's, a, there, there are a couple of, uh, construction guys named Biff and Sully. Yeah. And okay, do you mind if I Google? No, like, no, oh, go I'm, right I'm ahead. You think they're gay? Them, I think there's a couple. Yeah. Because yes. one of them speaks for both of them. Yes. Interesting. And I'm like, look at that trust. Look at right. that trust. Oh my God. And it's not <laughs> conflict. It's not conflict based. Yeah. No, no. It's just, you know, <laughs> I forget which one talks like Biff trusts Sully to, you know what I mean? And when they don't agree, it just takes a look. And then the other one's like, all right, I hear you. And then they, yeah. I really, I like, that's the couple. I think that is that's really the couple we should be paying attention to. Fascinating to think about. You think that it's not that there's no gay representation on Sesame Street. It's just that we're not popularly looking in the right place. Right, right. And it's actually queerer to, 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 for that, for the, for the, for the gay, for the queer representation to be sort of tucked away, to be in its own pocket. Right. Right. Um, I, I think it's, it's too obvious. It's what people want because then they feel comfortable just loading it all on, Bert and Ernie, it's got to be them, right? <laughs> right, because they're what? they're well dressed. They sort yeah. of, you know, they, they have the sort of very straightforward ones, tall ones, small that whole right. thing. And yeah. also, you're you're saying these two, the Biff and Sully, these are construction workers. Yes, yes I'm looking at them so now. You should Google they're, them. They're in a mask job, and so <laughs> right. therefore, you know, no one's looking at them like gay. Blue collar. Right. Yeah. Yes, exactly. They're looking at the wasps of the street. It's a class issue. It's a class it issue. It is. It is. It's but a I class mean, issue. I, I feel like if you really see how they interact with each other and with others, you'll see. You'll see the love. You'll see where the how it's how it's held together. Shalewa, this is, is amazing. This is the nuance that everybody <laughs> needs. I'm not, I'm not even kidding. I'm not even kidding because I'm looking at Biff and Sully and I I'm, I immediately have flashbacks. Them. I've seen them together. Mm-hmm. It's a, it is a beautiful relationship. What, however you want to characterize it. Biff is the chatty bottom. Sully yep. is the cheer is the chill top. It, yep. it actually is functional. It's, it's it's this is this is the analogy that Matt and I have been loving lately that a lot of people have been using in terms of uh, you know couplehood couple mm-hmm. flower gardener one's the flower one's the gardener oh that's mm-hmm. nice you're, you're not getting that with Bert and Ernie maybe you're like oh well Ernie's the Ernie's the gardener and Bert's the flower but I don't think I don't think that applies yeah yeah what I would say what I would say is that I don't think that Bert and Ernie are a gay couple but I think they've jacked off together. I, that's what oh, yeah, that's sure. what I'm willing to say is that I think it's gotten to a str- especially during quarantine. I'm <laughs> sure something went down with Bert and Ernie during quarantine. So Absolutely. I'm willing to say maybe they're not in a committed relationship, but I think things have, things have gotten to the point where we've explored it, especially after they hear it um, talked about so much talked in the media. The it's that thing yeah. of when it gets implanted in your own head, it's like when people are like, will they, won't they about celebrities? And then they're like, no, no, no. But then it's like, you gotta think about it. You have to. I mean, eventually, uh, you know, David and Maddie got together on Moonlighting. You know what I mean? Like, it's yeah. going to happen. It's going to happen. It's going to happen. <laughs> I think this is such an eye roll, maybe, but I think there's some movie pitch here where it's, I've always wanted to do something with, with puppets, but like two, like a, like a, some 
facsimile of Bert and Ernie in the movie world. Mm-hmm. Our roommates, it's completely platonic. Their whole lives, decades, they've been platonic. And then it's mixed in with the real world. And then uh, uh, um, they hear in the news media that the creator says that they were meant to be gay, but then the workshop says that they aren't. So they're caught in between these two mm. truths about themselves. And then what do they do? And do they fall, do they fall in love? Do they not? Right. I, How do they I would, truly feel? You know? Yeah. The one I think this, that's good. I yeah. think that's really good. Should we all do it? Should we, I, I, I'm, I'm I happy so. to drive. I'm happy to have us all make it equally <laughs> distributed yeah. work-wise. I'm into it. I, I really okay. do like that. Of I the think idea, that's good. Uh, the idea of them having to think for themselves because they didn't have to before because they were told by their by the person who made them and by the workshop what to think. What to and think. Exactly. exactly. Because they didn't actually have brains. Right. But now. That part. Right. When it comes to travel, we all have that happy place. Whether it's the beach, ski slopes, couples getaway, or even a visit to that best friend you haven't seen in way too long, Matt. And Priceline wants to get you there for a happy price so you never have to miss a trip. Now, we all know we love to vacation together. We have various happy places. We love to go to Orlando, Florida. We love to go to Las Vegas, Nevada. We love to go to a beach anywhere. We love to go to Europe. But when we have truly traveled the world globally and domestically. My happy place is with my sister and any of those locations he just listed. And now, thanks to Priceline's VIP family feature, you can go to your happy place more often while earning deals up to five times faster with a group. When one person from the squad travels, everyone gets more deals, and you can even choose your own crew. It doesn't have to be your actual family. It could be your neighbor, your roommate, your mailman, anyone. The more you travel, the more you save. For me, I'm choosing Matt Rogers. I'm choosing producer Becca. Yeah. We're all going together, the Lost Cult family. So download the Priceline app today to save up to 60% off select hotels and go to your happy place with Priceline. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, temp to hire, part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get... 
Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Can I just say, like, I don't I think that because there was an understanding at the top that you love cookie, I don't want to take the opportunity from you to talk about cookie because no. I actually oh. am on record on this podcast as cookie being my favorite oh. Sesame oh, Street yeah, character yeah, yeah. because I believe that Cookie is unapologetic about what he wants. Absolutely. Cookie, you know exactly what he wants, and he wants cookie. And I think that, <laughs> that is important, and I think it's about taking space. I think it's about uh, urgency. And I think mm-hmm. it's about uh, it's about showing up every day and knowing your purpose. And I, right. I, I, and I also think there's a little bit there about you know impulse control, because sometimes it gets a little crazy when Cookie, yeah. when Cookie gets Cookie, when True. Cookie doesn't isn't allowed to have Cookie. You know what I mean? Like it's mm-hmm. crazy. But Cookie's good at acknowledging it. Mm-hmm. He's yes. usually pretty good at just being like, you gotta, you know how I am, Cookie. You yeah, know, this is, uh, it's this about is, emotional um, yeah. management. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. And I actually really admired that time when Cookie was trying out veggies. I remember, remember that? that. Yes, he was trying out a lot. He was trying out veggies and he was trying out um, rap. And uh, that's oh. tough because <laughs> he was rapping about vegetables. And that was that's tough. That was a lot to take in. Um, that was yeah. a lot to take in. Uh, he was going in a, like a run DMC sure mode right. which is right truly understandable i mean that's, yeah yeah but um but yeah but you know experimentation right <laughs> that's you what gotta, i'm saying you gotta do it you have to keeping an open mind for it absolutely but cookie is also someone who has really stood the test of time mm-hmm. really absolutely. appeals to all sectors in every way um there's no one I, who doesn't love cookie i kind of i sometimes it it jars me a little bit but i'm kind of into the confidence of grover the quiet grover confidence like the bravery yeah he's very much whatever he's throwing himself into he's just like i mean i'm the cutest monster here let's do this he really (laughs) is he's the best he's the best looking monster to me you know what's interesting i've taken it upon myself to google people were polled about (laughs) who the favorite sesame street characters were Mm-hmm. And I have to tell you, it's kind of a runaway. It's it. Let's just say uh, this is like a small sampling, but mm-hmm. of a hundred people polled, Cookie Monster was by far number one. Mm. Followed right on his heels is Elmo, and then Elmo was trailed by Big Bird, who's trailed by Oscar the Grouch, who's trailed mm. by Grover, and then it's kind of like a collection of everyone else. But Cookie really runs away with it, and followed by Elmo. That definitely uh, makes me feel good because. 
Elmo. Elmo mm-hmm. is a struggle for me. Elmo's a real struggle. Explain. Talk about that. When he appeared, it was a sea change for mm-hmm. Sesame Street, I feel You're like. Right, right. Um, he showed up around the time that, like, um, helicopter parents showed up. Do you, do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and a lot of um, activities after school showing up and just a lot of Elmo showing up being like three or four and speaking about himself in the third person really right. bothered me. <laughs> he required a lot of attention. He required, I mean, and he just he came and he just I, I it, it was too much. He, he felt a little selfish. And I'm like, all right, that's how mm-hmm. kids are. But then I remembered he's not going to grow out of it. None of them do. And <laughs> so, but I don't know what the lesson is to learn from that. And it just right. I don't know. It's sometimes he and he took over. He got Elmo's world in no time. And I don't know if that's just really, you know, industry jealousy on my part of just, no, no, I no. want to be able to come in and take over a quarter of your show. After, uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Oh, it stuck out to me as a child too, growing up yeah. when, when Elmo's world first came around. I was like, who does this person, who does this monster think he is? Exactly. Child. And yeah. I not to get show busy even further, but Elmo constantly playing to camera and it's actually annoying. Constantly. Checking in with camera, like, what should I do? It's like, just do it. Don't look at, don't look at the, don't, you're spiking. You're spiking. You're looking at the camera. (laughs) Stop. Live your life. I'm not a part of this. I'm a kid. I can't make decisions for you. You have to make decisions for yourself. I'm here to watch it unfold. I'm not here to engage. I mean, I'm three. You're going to, you're going to do what you want. You're going to do what you want, Elmo. And then if it's not what you should have done, I guess it's a lesson. I guess. Right. Uh, Right. And also don't forget. I mean, let's not forget. One of the most lethal toys ever created. I mean, <laughs> did, it, did, it, did it actually hurt kids? Uh, it was shaking, and and the kids were shaking with it. Oh, shaking right. and quaking. Okay. I, for, I forgot. And about also, this. Uh, the parents were fighting each other. So mm-hmm. you know, yeah. I mean, uh, the violence came from on high all the way down. Have you seen this first? Have any of you seen this firsthand? Like a child being so deeply pathologically obsessed with Tickle Me Elmo, that if you took it away from them, the parents would fight. The parents would actually have a meltdown in front of guests, in front of me. And be like, oh, no, 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 no. This is different. And actually, Elmo is bringing a cursed energy into this space. Yeah, yeah. It's too much. It's too much too soon with Elmo. It's too much too soon. And I don't, I mean, I'm not saying he's going to spiral, but, you know, there are a lot of young there are a lot of young Muppets just around the corner. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're le- Coming up. <laughs> it's going to be showgirls. Yeah. I mean, yeah. as soon as that know me Muppet comes <laughs> rolling through, it's a wrap. You're going down <laughs> the wrap. stairs, baby. Yep. See ya in physical therapy, Elmo. <laughs> this ep- title of that is Nomi Malone Muppet. Nomi Malone Muppet. Malone Muppet. <laughs> that Nomi Malone Muppet. Uh, Honestly, when, 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 that was out when when the Tickle Me Elmo was out. I remember it was on like it was on like um like like local news. It was like mm-hmm. you won't believe the stampede like eighteen injured in Tickle Me Elmo like <laughs> early release. It was like and then I, there was that culture when we were little of like remember every Christmas there'd be that one toy, one toy. that yeah. one toy like it was if it wasn't tickle me elmo it was the furby mm-hmm. yeah. or it was like and then i remember when when there was like the video game console wars like when ps2 came out now it's like mm. still happening i guess i'm not as keyed into it but i remember like 
feeling like a responsibility as a child almost to not ask for that toy. Yeah, just to evade danger. Yes. <laughs> you don't want them out there in the streets fighting. No. <laughs> no. I mean, you you get that they love you, but you don't they it doesn't have to come to fisticuffs. It doesn't. I, I trust my mother with a lot of things. I don't trust her to be throwing hands for toys. No, not at all. When I was uh when I was a kid, okay. When I was a kid, the big thing um were adoption dolls uh, uh-huh. by Xavier Roberts um, in Atlanta, and they became, he sold them, and they became Cabbage Patch dolls. Oh, I see. So this was okay. just before They had Cabbage an origin Patch. story. Yeah. There, there's a whole, there's a hospital, <laughs> Babyland General in North Georgia, <laughs> where you can go and watch Cabbage Patch dolls being born from the Cabbage Patch. You can watch oh. them being plucked from a Cabbage Patch. Were the Cabbage Patch kids real cabbage? They yes. were, yeah, they came from a field. <sighs> and they're, I mean, like, there are people who were hired. They had on scrubs. You could go uh-huh. and they'd hold up the doll. And then, then you adopted one of those. This, this is like, sick. Until I'm assuming until <laughs> the pandemic, this place was open and <laughs> open for business. And so the whole thing was that you could get um, Xavier Roberts. I guess he signed the butt of every doll or whatever mm. that was made. And I don't um, like that. And so the, before they became Cabbage Patch dolls and were made widely, they were like locally in Atlanta. And when I say these women were it knocked down drag outs every night a body count every night on the news for these adoption dolls and my mother at the time was just like i didn't even want an adoption doll but she was like well i mean my baby gets adoption dolls so she knew a woman who could make them oh no you don't want that though so she had she had homemade adoption dolls made for me and my sister, which she named for us because you have to fill out paperwork because they've been adopted. Right. And she named them oh with our God. middle names and then had little baby dolls made for those dolls. Like it was a whole she was giving us a whole family. And I was like, I truly just wanted books like I, <laughs> I love you. But yeah, I hope you didn't fight someone for this. And she's like, no, no, I know a woman, you know, you know, I didn't fight someone. I killed someone. I took (laughs) someone's life for this. This This is a blood cabbage patch doll. Yeah. So so it made no difference to you whether or not it was an authentic Xavier Roberts adoption. Not at all. It didn't. And and actually, that has served me well um, because I'm not big into name brands. And yeah, I think, oh, I oh, I admire that yeah, so much. So luckily, um, and I think that it starts with that adoption doll. <laughs> I think it does. I think it's it starts with this toy culture where yeah. it's like you gotta mm-hmm. get it, you gotta get the hot new thing. And I think that's like I've been like fully brainwormed by that that logic, and yeah. like it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, and also for again something that's not that good, like tickle me, Emma. It's like you know what it's gonna do. Yeah. It wasn't like the Furby where it was like, you know, this Furby could, you kind of get it with the Tamagotchi too, the Furby, these things that yeah. were popular in the nineties that like, you were like, oh, well, it's going to develop a little bit of a personality. There's going to be a sense of responsibility. It's like, you get that you can engage with it. The Tickle Me Elmo, you tickle it, it shakes. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. That's all it. But you know, he's, he's a simple creature after all, like that right. basically you know, he was just throwing anything. What if I just laughed a little? Yeah, I imagine Elmo with a cigar 
like in a yeah. conference room, <laughs> coming yeah. up with ideas on how to, you know, get these kids money. And well, he's like, he's meeting with HBO now. He's like, I want to fuck on camera. <laughs> he's like, I, I almost like, I want to fuck on camera, and I want this show to, be, I want this show to be raw and real. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, I don't know. We were thinking it was maybe a show where like you go to the water park, like you know, you feel sad because you drop an ice cream cone. He's like, no, I want to fuck, and I, I want it to be guys, girls. He's he's like, I I want to show everyone who the Elmo really is, and they're like, okay, yeah. maybe we'll circle back. I want to do key bumps, no props, <laughs> the real thing. He's like, I was like, have you heard of the K special? <laughs> the K special? Man. But what, what is Elmo like? Hi. Like, what is, oh. what is, Chatterbox. what is a tweaking Elmo? Do we want that? I want that doll. Give me that yeah. doll. <laughs> this is another show. We're, we're in development on we this really podcast are. today. Yeah. We're yeah. truly pumping out the we hits. We really are. Oh my goodness, I'm taking There notes. is something generative about like Jim Henson, anything Jim Henson, you're like, there are so many, it is so like, insp- like it, it inspires so many different things. Mm-hmm. I, I, is, this, is, this, is, is that your relationship with Jim Henson or do, are you specifically Sesame Street? Oh no, Street? I, am, I'm, uh, I like Jim Henson stuff. I, I'm, yeah. uh, I definitely love the Muppet Show and things related Incredible. to that. You know, I mean, because that was just like weird vaudeville for children yeah so amazing sketch yes so that's just a lot of uh like how i figure out that's how i figured out like comic timing and that you know i'm like yeah i love uh you know literally waka waka like as a child waka 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 child yeah like all of that just the corniest jokes it's a classic. And, well, yeah. there was nothing funnier than when Miss Piggy would say, hi <laughs> When she would say hi you were on the floor every time. Every time. Name another legend. Miss Piggy was it before it. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, absolutely. It, absolutely. She, and, and also, really, one of the most iconic divas. Like, they talk oh, about yeah. divas. No, you, you have to talk about Miss Piggy. Yeah. Yeah. And fully accepting of, like, the, just the various looks. The looks. Mm-hmm. I mean, looks. you knew what, what 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 era we're talking about when she had like the Barbara Streisand perm. Um, you know, she'd be that in Bob Mackie. Yeah, I was going to say Bob Mackie. Yes. Yeah, that woman would be in Bob Mackie garments. <laughs> I know. It's wild. It's wild. Uh this yeah, a puppet. Things that we, the general public, would have to like pay thousands of dollars to even look at in person. Miss Piggy was Piggy. draped in it. <laughs> yeah. Swimming her whole, it. Her whole vibe was a fainting couch. Her whole vibe yes. was just a fainting <laughs> yeah. couch. It was, it was Mariah before Mariah. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> oh, the influence there is, is, is immense. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But there's something meaningful here. Yes, absolutely. But there's something meaningful here where it's like, if you were to like walk Miss Piggy do- down the runway at a fashion show for like, Gucci or like Christian Cowan, like mm-hmm. it would not be ironic. It would no, not be like, oh, no. haha, a puppet. It'd be like, oh my God, that's Miss Piggy. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> yes, it would. Victoria Beckham wouldn't crack a smile. She'd be like, I like the hem on that. If, <laughs> if Miss Piggy was walking down, she was like, that's really interesting. We, we, we're going to get six of those. Exactly. You, I mean, you may get the, uh, you know, with Posh, you may see that she's thinking about a smirk. And that's really. <laughs> And the, that's it. That's the highest praise you can get. A hundred percent. 
the thought of thought maybe of a, of a smirk. She's like, I like the humor of having Miss Piggy on the runway. But most importantly, <laughs> I liked the way she was wearing the clothes and the clothes weren't wearing her. That's really the vibe. It's a very good accent. Very, really thank you so much, King. Uh, from King. you, from you, King. <laughs> from you, the accent King. Sketch legend. Oh my God. Shut the fuck for up. Your, for your consideration. For your consideration. Wait, we have to ask Shalewa because I do think this is, I don't want to foist onto you the Sesame Street because I'm sure this, is hap- this happens very often with people. As I'm sure they like are begging you to talk about Sesame Street. Oh. But <laughs> they're begging. I, they're clamoring. I, of no, course no. they would be. I mean, I love it. I do love it. I do love it. But, but we're, we're gonna we're gonna ask you what is the culture that made you say culture is for you that made you say culture is for me the formative culture pop culture whether it was okay. music books film television it can be Sesame Street again we can keep going down this path it can be other things it, this is this was a tough one I thought about this a lot because I knew it would be I knew it would be a music video because Ooh. music videos are so so important right. Um, yes. So it was hard. I, I I narrowed it down to two music videos and I, I didn't want to do obvious choices. I wanted to think of ones that really did okay. like hit me in some way. Yeah, you got to zig when you're supposed to zag. Right. Right. You understand. And so basically there are two music videos and I just revisited them to make sure I'm not going crazy. And I'm not. They, they really mm-hmm. did. They really do kind of have a hold on me. Uh, wow. The first one is... Uh, for my aesthetic, for aesthetic reasons, um, the Cruel Summer video by Banana Rama. Oh my god! All right, the whole thing. I'm try. I've been trying to do that for so long, and I'm. I'm <laughs> I think I'm there. I think I'm there. But it's you know, yeah. I mean, so are you? Are you an overalls queen? I'm not an over. I I'm not yet an overalls queen. But the where the pants fall. Like they're a right. short pant with a white sock and like a, a, a sensible shoe, a sensible flat. They're right. either kind of pleated. So they're kind of baggy. Just that whole 80s. It's roomy. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, shirts are uh, disheveled. Hair is a mess, but there's a red lip. Right. And you're just constantly futzing with it. You can't. Intentional casual. Yes. You can't mm-hmm. dance, but you can walk to the beat down the street. That's me. Yeah. <laughs> That is me. Absolutely. Walking to the beat down the street to the Brooklyn Bridge Park. Right. Yes. Yeah. To look at the skyline. It's absolutely because I before that I was um, super into like uh, Cyndi Lauper and Mm -hmm. uh, Boy George and um, Mm -hmm. David Lee Roth from Van Halen. You know, all Mm -hmm. the classics, all the things. A lot of camp. A lot of camp. But I knew that those looks weren't sustainable. (laughs) <laughs> right sure you know sure. Like, yeah, it's so much face washing you know like really the skincare of it all is yes, gonna become an issue exactly but what they were doing i was like i can do that's that's doable <sighs> and you can mat you know you can throw some leg warmers in there i'm big on leg warmers so mm-hmm. um so i definitely was just like this is my this is my look well this is yeah. back this, this this whole aesthetic it, it is, is back. back it is back and, in fact Shaleba, last week i on the podcast during the recording mm-hmm. was wearing a jumpsuit. jumpsuit. Oh, that's beautiful. And, and it's because it, I'm I'm like, I'm fully re-soaking back into this aesthetic that you're discussing. Mm-hmm. And will we call this a drop crotch, I guess? Where it's just, how, how low what was the, the crotch? What the, what, 
I mean, in the, in the images I'm looking at, like, oh, these crotches are talking about the video. Oh, I'm talking about no, the video. Oh, yeah. No, no. They're just a baggy pleated pant, I think. They're just yeah. baggy. They're just baggy, yeah. but they still cinch a little at the bottom. I don't, it, it's just, it's a whole thing. I showed it to my, uh, I showed like a clip of it to my roommate earlier. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just like, I think this video might be kind of, why I am what I am, and I just kind of sent him a wow. clip, and he immediately was like, "Oh yeah, look at where those pants fall!" Like that's I, absolutely right. And, it, and he knew his eye went to the pants immediately. Yeah, immediately. And he's also like considerably younger than me, so he didn't grow up with Cruel Summer. Sure, it was the sure. first time he was really seeing it, and he was like, "Oh yeah, that's absolutely your essence." So right. I feel like I was nailing that. We love yeah. that. Yeah. It's so interesting too, like to think of baggy. I, I just said baggy clothes are back in. And then the baggy queen herself this week, Billie Eilish was like, just kidding. I'm in lingerie now. So again, she zigged when she zagged. No, she's doing, she's doing exactly what she's supposed to be doing. Yeah. She's, right, she's really. 19. She's mm-hmm. willing to let you see cleavage. I mean, mm-hmm. I remember. And a tattoo. And a t- you know, it's, it's clockwork at every, every, um, a uh, white girl or anyone <laughs> with any proximity to white girls growing up, uh, you have to make that decision. Are you Betty Page? Or are you Marilyn Monroe? So interesting. So she's she's making that decision. She's doing that. And then as soon as you hit 19, not 18, because um, 18. Yeah. No. Well, at 18, if you've been a baggy person like your teen mm-hmm. years um, and you're you're uh you're a woman and you you're you've been wearing stuff over your your chest is probably big and you don't mm-hmm. want anyone to see you're wearing big clothes um at 19 is when you're like no I'm ready I think I'm ready <sighs> so she's I mean you're so right so she's I mean, on track she's yeah. absolutely <laughs> on track when I saw the cover of uh British Vogue I was like yep mm-hmm. that's absolutely I flash back to me in a cat suit with a see-through baby doll dress at 19. Yes. When before I was dressing like, you know, Bananarama. Yeah. And And probably probably saying, I'll never dress like that. Never look like that. Similarly to what Billy had been saying. This is so interesting. And I will will say just for the sake of this point, Mm -hmm. not in like a gross way, like, Big naturals. Big mm-hmm. naturals. She, she, she's got she's got big naturals. Yep. Absolutely. She's Vava Voom. Yeah. She's Vava Voom. So she's going to move awkwardly with them for a for a little while. <laughs> she is, I mean, yeah. she's just going to be like, I mean, I guess they're out now. I don't know what to do. And she hasn't figured out she she's got the the look in that you know, she's got everything made for her, but she still doesn't know yet what to do with her face. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So she's still. I think I know what you mean. So yeah. she's still kind of like sullen youth while giving you bombshell from the neck down, but sullen youth. Of, and it's like, I'm like, man, once you get all that together, that's going to unlock another thing for you. I hope you will be ready for it. But I see you fumbling with the keys right now. I see. This is perfect. I see you. And I, I, I can't even like, I know what's going to happen. There are going to be a gajillion thing pieces about. Is she even ready to do this and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah, didn't we already go through this? Like with almost every, when are we going to understand that when, uh, when, when a girl hits like 1920 and she starts to do these things, it's not an acting out. Like it's, it's part of 
the journey the development it's part yeah, of the yeah, development yeah. this is all this is absolutely how this should go and we should treat it with grace and not like yeah. shock like oh my yeah. god how dare she put on a tight t-shirt no this is what this is what we're supposed to be doing yeah. 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 And also, yeah. I don't like the way people are treating her now where it's like, oh, she said she'd never do this. She's selling out like now. What? What is what is the message? It's like, you know what? Like, yeah. shut up, please. Also, let women dress however they fucking want. Absolutely. Dress. How about how did, that? Yeah. How did we not see this coming? She had the nails on for two years. She's been telling us. All those T-shirts were like expensive ass T-shirts. Those were yeah, right. cheap T-shirts. Yeah, she was going to show up in a corset. Come on, bro. She yeah. was wearing like uh, the Gucci and the off-white and everything. Yeah. Like she, she knows fashion. She understands fashion. Absolutely. She's, she's. It's not that she doesn't know what she's doing. It's that she's moving into this new mm-hmm. sartorial thing edit where now she's like uh, unveiling something. Yeah. That we have not seen of her yet, and right. I think it's very exciting. But actually, I think the the blonde bombshell look, but still like the sullen face uh-huh. is actually an intentional sort of choice. Like, m- yeah. choice that she's mixing and it's like oh because it is because Matt and I were at Universal Studios last yes, week when we were. she like came out with like you know the album art and the trailer mm-hmm. for, for the single and all that and we were like wow like this is kind of something we have seen but haven't before and then the British Road cover I was just like oh my god like this is this is very calculated I don't mean that in the pejorative I mean it's very thought out right intentional yeah yeah. yeah, Mm -hmm. she's definitely moving it with intention with it and i was watching um where she answers questions for vogue and so Mm -hmm. she's still she's sitting on a couch it's perfect everything and then they show like a celebrity asking her a question and then her face is so alive and animated and it's just like i mean that's in there that's in there too yeah yeah and so i mean when she gets to screwball comedy dame <laughs> you know what i mean when she's uh, taking she's a superstar she, yeah she's, she's got she's, it. i love her i think yeah. she's capable of a lot and she also has i think that she has such a gravity and she's yeah. always had such a gravity since the beginning mm-hmm. that i think um that that was i think why when 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 we saw the photo of what her new aesthetic was for this album cycle we actually laughed because we thought oh this is so smart like the way that she was like now blonde and she turned to camera looked dead in the eye of the camera and was like (laughs) basically saying fuck you with her eyes like i kind of thought oh maybe is this a comment like i don't actually want to be in this but i am i think we need to hear more of the album to find out if there's if if there's actually something going on it could be anything I, i still think the jury's out on what is being said I think that um, the I they had just that very short audio of the title track of right, the yeah, album uh-huh. "Happier Than Ever," where it's like when happier than ever yeah. when you're when I'm not with you or something I'm happier than ever and yes, it's yes. very like it's very Lynchian it's very Lynchian mm-hmm. it is yes. that's perfect it's very yes. Lynch and so I was immediately just like what I need to hear the rest of that song because that's mm-hmm. a banger i can tell already um so like i hope that's where i mean if she wants to do torch songs she could go that way she could go <laughs> full-on pop uh mm-hmm. she can keep murmuring into a mic whichever one she wants to do and yeah. it'll all still make sense but i mean i'm i can't wait to see what what is next but it also is just like yep we're right on schedule. We're trucking along. Let's, right. yeah. you know, let's not try to derail her with thoughts of like, how could she? Of course she could. Right. We all do. This is happening in every neighborhood. 
Yeah, in yeah. every You're neighborhood so right. there is some nineteen-year-old who's just like, "I'm going to get the longer acrylics." Do you know? Yeah, <laughs> you know I mean? yes. And I'm going. I'm going to. I'm going to branch out in some way. I'm going to wear a crop top. It's happening to all women of all sizes too. So don't think yeah. that it's not. Everybody is doing something where they're just they they're trying to switch it up because it is a time of extreme change. You know, until yeah. the Saturn returns or whatever. But yeah, sure, right. sure, <laughs> but yeah. right. But your comment about her face too, like it's all there. Like you're so right. I mean, this is such a a weird thing to reference, but there, there, she loves the office as we know. And mm-hmm. she, there's a video of Rain Wilson, like meeting her and she is so genuinely excited and delighted and surprised that you're like, Oh, so like, that's like the essence of her in some way where mm-hmm. she's just like, actually like a very animated person and she's funny and she's, she's got jokes and she's, she just does her bits and you're like, okay, so this is like a very manicured facade, yes. you know? Yeah. And, 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 and it's genius. And it's genius. Yeah. 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 I watched that documentary uh, that was on. I still have it. It's, yeah. it's pretty it's good. good. It's pretty good. There's a scene where she meets uh, Justin Bieber and the way that she plays it was very touching. <laughs> it was very touching. Uh-huh. It was hilarious, but also very touching. Um, but also like, what do you do in that? What do you do in that regard? Like when you meet yeah. someone huge, you know, you just however you want to act and you you try to play it cool, but then you can't anymore or, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. so like, it, do it you was, lose all faculty and how do you if you know you're losing all faculty on, on the inside? How is that being? Yes. How do you yeah. pull it together? Yeah. And then how do you just let it go? And you see her do both of those things. Mm-hmm. So right. it's really um, it that part was like maybe my favorite part, just like seeing someone trying to keep it together and then yeah. also yeah. losing it. And like, just, you know, I'm like, I that I is the dichotomy, you. though, isn't it, though? Mm-hmm. Because some I watched a little bit of it and I, I not because I didn't like it, just because it, I only got to see a little bit of it. But mm-hmm. I thought one thing, the number one thing I got from it was she's a kid. Yeah. Like she she's she's young. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think that there is like a lot of there is a lot of depth there and a lot of gravity there and a lot of genius there, you might even say. But she also like her personality is she is a kid or she was a kid when this was filmed. And so that to me was not it's it's almost weird to say that was the most surprising revel- revelation from mm-hmm. it because she is young, like literally on paper. She's a she's a young person. Right. Um, but she has a kid youthful vibe right and i thought yeah. that really read that came, really came through i want to know what what was the second music video that you that you uh, had the on second deck? music video is um self-control by laura brannigan okay well, i'm not familiar you might have to educate us <laughs> okay so um laura brannigan had a a big hit song in the 80s called gloria and uh it was the, oh sure yeah yeah that one and then her follow-up was a song called Self Control, which I think was like a a cover of like an Italian pop song, I yes. believe. But okay. um but the uh you know, and it's just about it's just your basic song about a a, a dude who makes you kind of <laughs> lose your control when he's around and all that stuff. But it's also about, you know, being out at night and uh mystery and mm. this guy and you just can't control yourself when you see him. So the video is kind of along those lines as well and it's literally what i thought being an adult would be like so it's just Mm. you get dressed up and you're off the shoulder sweater dress 
and <laughs> you you walk the, the streets of New York, which are clearly inside, and um, <laughs> and you encounter a guy with a, a full mask on, a Jabberwocky mask. A I'm Jabberwocky, seeing on Google. Yes. and um, and you you then follow him to a underground uh like orgy of some sort, and everybody's mm-hmm. in. Uh, unitards, which I also thought would play a very big part in my life. I thought dance clothing right. was going to be <laughs> the reason for the see. That's what all adults were doing. And yes. um, and you know, you end up hooking up with this man of mystery, and uh, it's just very seamy. And you end up in, I guess, maybe a New York apartment with lots of drop cloths everywhere. Um, right. And then uh, the guy has his way with you. And uh, and then he disappears into the night and you just think fondly of it and then you do it all over again. And I thought that's what being an adult was like. And then I probably forgot about it. And then I spent a lot of my 20s and 30s doing just that, like like dressing up and going out dancing many times a week. And then, you know, (laughs) just like in underground clubs and just like, yeah, we're doing it. We're adults. Let's, you know, and it's. It's a wild video. It's uh, <laughs> by 80s. You know what I mean? Just I really thought that's what and it had such an effect on me. Mm-hmm. Well, I was just like, yeah, this is absolutely what being an adult is like. I have a couple questions. Yes, this is that's, that's an, do I. these are incredible. Ans- these are incredible <laughs> answers to the question, by the way. But um, OK, so when so in your 20s, when you were going out, mm-hmm. d- d- was there some background context to what you were doing where you were like, I am doing this and it's fulfilling this desire and this fantasy that I've had since I was a child where I would, I'm doing self-control or, <laughs> you know, or is it, was that, is, is it that fair came to say or later. no? The realization came the later. Realization. It, it was implanted, it. but it was not conscious. Gotcha. Yes, exactly. Cause I started going out like while I was still in high school, I would go great you know, out to clubs where you you're supposed to be this age and you're under mm-hmm. that age, but you look cool. Tell so they let you. you know how it is. You look yeah. you're wearing yeah. all of the black necessary. You, yes. you know, come on in. Come on in. You're fine. And um so I definitely you're wearing all of the black necessary. And so yeah, you just the bouncer keep sees going. you dressing the code. <laughs> right. Yeah. You know yeah. what's up. Um and uh, that's tough because when I was going out like as a teenager, a very strict uh, cool person dress code were black and white striped stockings. Real oh, like no, yeah, that was that's, that's gonna be a tough one. That that was tough, but it was necessary. Preferably right. thigh highs if you had them. You know what I mean? It was Eesh, a tough. Hey man, sure. it was a tough time. We all thought we were Susie. <laughs> we thought we were Susie and <laughs> or the Banshees. You know what I mean? We all yeah. were the cure. We all were Depeche Mode. We knew nothing. And um, but yeah, so I just. <laughs> continue to do that and at some point i just remember seeing like people writhing around on the floor like i'm standing up against the wall and i'm watching people dance in the club and i'm like wow i've been doing this a long time what you know Mm -hmm. out here dancing and also watching people dance this is kind of wild that this has been my life that i really look forward to this like i right yeah and then it is it is nice though sorry it is nice it is nice and i miss it and i'm um, Deeply. I do. And I, I I would like to get back to it. But I, I moved to New York from Atlanta and I never even I just came here and immediately started doing comedy. Like the reason you moved was comedy. So do that. And then I was yeah, starting yeah. to get to a point where I was like, I should 
try to see where people go and you know nod their heads to hip hop or something right and then you know the whole the whole place shut down and i was like okay sorry i had that thought i'm sorry everybody i'm sorry i, I shut may it 17th. down i know may, may 17th. 17th it's all back they <laughs> it, might be, it might be a fun summer it might so be. they say Go to an outdoor lot or something. Yeah, you know, yeah. there's there 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 are safe ways to do you it. You can yeah. find it. Yeah, yeah they're out there. It. It's out there. Um, my second question, really, and I think you can answer this very quickly for both "Cruel Summer" and "Self Control." Did the music really matter, or was it just purely about the storytelling and the, the aesthetics of the of, of the videos? Um, both of them are uh, both of them are bangers. But I think for uh, "Cruel Summer," it was the aesthetic. And uh-huh. um, self control. It was both because self control is a banger. It really goes yeah. hard. Uh-huh. It does. Uh-huh. So I will say the aesthetic from self control that I actually think is still a look, but I know no one is doing it. Mm-hmm. Is an off the shoulder sweater. Oh my god! Yes. I, I love it. think that is glam. Yes. That is something from like the eighties, I guess, early nineties. That mm-hmm. I I actually think is is stunning is just a one shoulder moment and like a sort of what would you call this like an exaggerated turtleneck you know what i mean like where it's like folded down you know what i'm I'm saying yeah yeah Yeah, i think the exposed shoulder one one exposed shoulder i am about it i'm about that i think i think it is still like a a slightly classy thing to do i'm like it's it's well, people would be like, "Ooh, retro," but I don't want them to say that. It's not I retro. want it to it's be ti- ever it's present. Timeless. It's yeah. timeless. It's, okay. It just it it belies like a just a an ease with all surroundings. Like mm, I'm yeah. so chill yeah. at this, you know, at this party, at this wedding, at this most confident award. Oh, yeah, I I can just I'll just show you a shoulder, and it means nothing. You know, uh. this, this is fleece or this is like complete glitter. It none of it. It doesn't matter. I'm, yeah. yeah, I'm I'm so chill. And it's clavicle culture. Clavicle, clavicle it's, culture. It's clavicle culture. You know what I mean? Clavicle. Decollete. 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 Honestly, it is. It is that. And I used to, you know, I used to always like be. Cause I don't know. Maybe this is like a. Like you a, have a good. You have you. We. I think we all have good clavicles in this room. In this but room. I used to not <laughs> like that I had a pronounced clavicle, and then was like yeah, it, when I got it. into my twenties, and like we would ever, whenever we would do like, uh, like whenever Bowen and I, what I would do a drag thing, like which would happen every now and then. Like remember Night Soap? We wore those. Like we were wearing yes. those like off the shoulder we things because yes, we were eight. We were. we were we were wealthy women in the eighties. Yes. Yeah. And so it was dynasty was the reference. And so I was looking at my clavicle and I was like, Oh my God, <laughs> this is the, this is the Carrington Colby clavicle. This is exactly right. This is, yeah. this is yes. period. Yes. This is a period clavicle. This yeah, is exactly right. right. And now I can period. move on with my life. It's so languid. It's just, yes. yeah. uh, you know, like every you're, you're that close to just melting everywhere. It's just <sighs> mm-hmm. beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's so graceful to me. For the ref, for, this is a reference that Matt will appreciate. It's Wildest Dreams. It's oh, Wildest Dreams. Thank you. Okay, <laughs> I love Wildest Dreams. It's a it's a Taylor Swift song. Okay, it's, it's, right. our, it's, it's our shared she shows it's our clav. shared vocabulary. Okay, she's, she's, all right, she understands. But it's understand. it's also a language. It's a language song. Okay? Yeah. Okay. It is a language but anyway. song, but it's it's I think one of the most active language songs, certainly in the Taylor Swift canon, <laughs> maybe in the pop music canon, <laughs> as of in the last twenty years. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Last twenty years. Yeah, that's kind to of to be languid and also active and intentional that's hard yeah it's a tough 
line to walk. It is. There's. I don't know. I feel like we're we're losing some of uh, languidity. I don't know. Or we're calling yeah, it yeah. vibes. I don't know exactly. That is the thing. So where where do you stand on like the vi- vibey music versus like 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 music that hits? Where where what's what's your deal? Here's I I like a bridge. So Same. I, I, I mm-hmm. wouldn't mind if we brought back a bridge or two. You know what I mean? I think I, I wouldn't mind if there was more. There are some people like some vocalists where I'm just like, oh, wow, you sound great. I'm going to listen to what you've got. And then I'm like, I did a song end like it, yeah, it just bridgeless. Yeah, there's nothing bridgeless. that's really kind of, you know, we're putting a lot. We're putting a lot on the vocalist to come up with the melody. And maybe that's not necessarily their thing and we need to bring in someone who can steer you know what i mean like sometimes yeah. it's it's just not it i i need a little structure i i need yeah. something to react ag- ag- against and a bridge is a great exactly. way to like really rile up emotion that oh absolutely i mean so you would actually love to do you like taylor you know what? I've never really messed with her. You so try messing with her and just a little we, we bit. We understand. Yeah. Because the, she is a bridge queen. Okay. All right. Like, you can tell she loves you can tell she loves writing them. And she's even said, you know, she's like, I love writing bridges. Part. She's a bridge first, bridge forward artist. Is yeah, it, she loves is the it bridge. safe for me to move in with her lowercase album? Can I can I move in with lowercase <laughs> records or should the, I start? So the, the lowercase records are actually ones where she's being exper- more experimental okay. with the structure. She's she's doing what a lot of the, 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 the new the new girls are doing, the new kids are doing mm-hmm. where they're erasing the bridges altogether or the songs are very loose and ambient. Oh, okay. Uh, right. Try nineteen eighty nine. Try 1989. That's that's great pop music. It throws back to the late 80s, early 90s. And it's very that Phil Collins thing. But she does big bridges. It's like epic Big bridges. And that, and I would also say reputation. I think Shalewa would get a reputation too. Reputation goes hard. A lot of great bridges. And great bridges. But the thing I think nowadays is because the songs perform better on Spotify when they're shorter, they're shorter. they cut the, the, the bridges have gone away in yeah. popular music today. Right now, the bridges are absent because they like a lot of tracks and short songs. And that's what gets so that it streams better so that it, there's more so that there's just more better streaming numbers. Oh, that's a shame because I really do like a bridge. You know what I mean? It's just there's there's such a power in, you know, even if you're not doing a modulation, just at least. Give me mm-hmm. a, a little bit oh, of a yeah. switch. You know what I mean? It's yeah. It, they're fun. They're so much fun to to sing in the shower. Whether or not I can hit it, like um, yeah, of course. Oh, uh, the bridge to "Pieces of Me" by Ashley Sim. Come on. <sighs> um, okay. Wait a second. Come on. Uh, you did not just go there. Yeah. Come through with that. That is a beautiful. <laughs> I love that. I so yeah. How does it go again? How do you know everything I'm about to say? Am I that obvious? And if it's written on my face, I hope it never never goes away. Great bridge. And then she gives you the chorus into the bigger chorus. It's that kind of pop song where it's like not really designed to be performed live. It's kind of be meant to be performed live so everyone around you can sing it with you. Uh, um, it's that thing of relatable queen, hashtag can't really sing, but hashtag made of hooks. Um, yeah, you understand? yeah, yeah. Yeah, like, she just needed to nail it like that one time. And they were like, we will fix it in post. And then <laughs> yeah, all you got to do is hold the, hold the mic out. 
from this point on. We, the, the audience will get it. She may not have even made it through the whole. Oh, yeah. And also notice she's not. Oh, it's not. There's no vibrato on. Yeah. Her. I mean, it's she's just, just hitting. A, yeah. She's screaming. It's so every it's so everyone in the audience who's a 13 year old F.A.G.G.O.T. and their girlfriends, <laughs> a.k.a. me, who saw her t- twice live. Oh, wow. One pre SNL fuck up one post. I hung with her. Oh, good for you. And be screaming it along while their eventual prom date go is on their back. The girl that you are, uh, are on the track team with. Shout right. out to Jessica Toomey. <laughs> But yeah, that's the real truth. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great bridge though. Whoever it's was a great mm-hmm. pop song, it is John Shanks and Cara Diaguardi were the writers. Oh really? Okay, mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. Oh mm-hmm. wow. Yeah, that's oh. culture. When she when Cara Diaguardi was hired as an American Idol judge, I knew her from writing that song. Oh, that's so funny. She was featured in the Ashley Simpson show. Which right. Tried okay. Its best. I do remember that. Yeah, that was also. <laughs> yeah. I was surprised at how much I enjoyed that although i thought oh, it was yeah. i thought it was odd that like um i was just like well i, I understand that you're old girl's sister um but i'm not sure <laughs> oh, I, I, I understand that your old girl's sister, <laughs> old girl's sister. is a rule of culture <laughs> it's rule of culture number 39 ashley simpson Mr. simpson i understand, I understand that your old that girl's old girl sister, sister. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> but i just i i was like it's very ballsy of of you to assume that we care enough that when you dye your hair black that we're already do you know what i mean we didn't know what led to we respect you now yeah the black hair (laughs) incident and she's just like i've dyed my hair black so we you know what that means you got to take me seriously and i was like i mean i guess but this is like episode two yeah (laughs) i'm a rocker yeah so i I, all right fine wrist wristbands whatever whatever it is we're doing i guess that's all right sure but i sure but then you know she Belted out that song, which is the only way to sing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the only way. The only way. You know, the odds were the odds were a campy time too, but not in, in a way that was slanted towards like you know, uh, like Iraq Bush era mm-hmm. politics. Yeah, the yeah. Iraq War was camp. That's what Bone was saying. <laughs> <laughs> Iraq was camp. It was. Oh my god. Honestly, That's though, you awful. could never have told anyone during the aughts doing that that they were camp like honestly Mm-mm. like looking no. back at seeing like the way paris and nicole are dressed in the simple life like it's so insane yes they're wearing but, nothing but but you couldn't tell anyone they weren't the coolest chicest people in the world right yeah. right yeah it was it was so it was just so everywhere that was a very rough time for clothing yeah well with the yeah. low rise that was we were all very, lost i mean i was that was tough and I was like, uh, like early thirties, and I was like, I don't know what to do here. Like, right, I, exactly. <laughs> like I, that, 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 that possibility is slipping away from me. Yeah, I don't. What, what do I do? Yeah, it was right. very, it was really hard. It was very. I was like, I guess. I, oh, so I'm just maybe I'm homebound. Maybe I just. <laughs> maybe that's it. I, I guess we we just. We, we, we make frozen up. pizzas. Yeah. We make bootleg Midori <laughs> Sours at the house. We watch the OC. We write on live on journal. I'll catch you on the next era. That's I'll it. catch you yeah. on the next fashion era. Yeah. These are bound, you know, this is the kind of thing it switches every, it, it, these are bound to come up. Yeah. <laughs> these yes. are bound to, this can't be forever. Truly. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, 
bubbly bursts. Refreshing bubbles, colorful bottles, and playful smiles galore. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible, and with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. Each sip adds a burst of fun to your day. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on all my favorite shows with. Yes, baby girl. And the resealable bottles makes them easy to take them on the go. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, too, keeping us feeling great all day long. Hey, try new Bubbly Burst. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, Snagajob is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On-demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. And what more could you ask for? Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Titanic is NYC's funniest night out. Plus, it's the winner of multiple awards, including the Las Culturistas Kimberly Akimbo Award for Best Indoor Live Performance. Titanic is a parody musical that answers the question of what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night aboard the Titanic. My life was improved by seeing Titanic, so much so that I reached out to my best friend, Bowen Yang, to improve his life. And Bowen, did it succeed? It succeeded so much that I went four more times. So set sail with this kooky, crazy off-Broadway hit this season. Plus, if you get tickets six weeks in advance, you get 30% off. And that's on Titanic math, girlfriend. But seriously, who can wait that long? Go see it tomorrow. What are you waiting for? Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Well, spring is in full bloom. Are your finances blooming too? With the Chime Secured Credit Builder Visa credit card, it's easy to start building credit with everyday purchases and regular on-time payments with no annual fees or interest. And if your credit scores grow, so could your opportunities for lower rates on loans, like for a car or a home. You know what I love about the Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card? What? There are no annual fees, interest, or credit checks to apply. Yes! You can use it everywhere Visa credit cards are accepted. Take back your finances. Build credit using your own money. Yeah. Did you know that with Chime Credit Builder that you can get paid up to two days early with direct deposit? I did. You can also overdraft up to $200 without fees with SpotMe when you set up a qualifying direct deposit. Just set up a qualifying direct deposit, sign up for SpotMe, and Chime will spot you up to your limit when you make a credit card purchase or cash withdrawal that exceeds your balance. With Chime's secure credit card, you can start improving your credit scores right away. Get started today at Chime.com forward slash culturistas. That's Chime.com. 
Chime.com forward slash culturistas. Chime feels like progress. The Chime Credit Builder Visa credit card is issued by the Bancorp Bank NA or Stride Bank NA members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Out of network ATM withdrawal and OTC advance fees may apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to Chime.com slash disclosures for details. But weren't you saying, Bowen, like, like this generation, even like Gen Z now trying to do middle part, like, we that doesn't mean we should be trying to do middle part. Like, let them. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let right? Them. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, I think it's fine to like, it's like what Chile was saying. It's like, I had the same reaction even as a kid growing up in that time being like, how do I fit into this? Because right. I don't. Because I'm not, I'm not a Hollister kid. I'm not from, I'm not a surfer. I'm not like, what am I, what aesthetic am I trying to go for? I think it's fine to look from afar at what's going on like fashion wise and be like, I don't, I don't have to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That's, that, I, that's think, I think it's like an understanding of something as being commercially popular. And that, that literally just means it's for quote unquote, um, uh, it's pretty much for like whatever like mainstream like at that time especially like a white audience that mm-hmm. was like watching yeah. Laguna Beach and being like how do I be exactly that and nothing right, else right, and right. that was what youth culture was at the time and now I, now I think it's like you know it doesn't seem so monolithic because there's not only one culture being shown back to right America you know yeah, like, yeah. yeah exactly. that's, a, that's a huge help <laughs> that is that is a huge help when it, t- it comes time to go shopping for sure. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. You know, oh, yeah. I couldn't even watch Laguna Beach because they were all blonde. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't tell them apart. And I was like, I don't know what this is. Some sort of blonde blindness. I couldn't. It took them adding Audrina to the hills. I was to to the yeah. yeah. And I was like, okay, now I get it. That one's that one. And this one works there. It, I yeah. literally needed a brunette in the mix or else I was just like, I guess I'm not watching this show either. But right. Yeah. So between Wh- Wh- and the Hills, even it was hard between Whitney and Heidi and, 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 and Lauren. It was. Like- then I had to like learn their personalities. <laughs> yeah. Well, Lauren, I think wore eyeliner. And I think that was like her thing. And Kristen Cavallari had like ba- a bang. Okay. You know yeah, what I mean? That, she, that had like her, right. she had like that that horrible um again, this is the early odds. They had that all the white girls had that one big bang that swooped <laughs> to the side. You remember that? It was like an updo and like a one big huge yeah. bang to the side. Really bad. <laughs> like an overgrown stuff. bang. Good stuff. Comedy. Oh, good stuff. <laughs> good Comedy. Stuff. Good stuff. Um, okay, so I think we are getting to the time mm. of yes. I don't think so, honey. AKA the the sort of high point oh, of every no. episode of Lost Culture where we take one minute exactly to rant and rave against something in culture that, you know what? It needs to be discussed. If it's a negative light, sure. Maybe it'll be an illuminating light. It'll definitely make you think. Usually negative. It'll probably be negative. Definitely I mean, I don't have a good think. thing to say about mine. Mm-hmm. Hey, guys. I am about to spoil what's happened thus far in the second season of The Circle. You might want to skip like five minutes and then you're probably going to be okay. But sorry about that. I just had to say what I thought about the circle. Okay, so skip now. Great. This is Matt Rogers' I Don't Think So, Honey. And his time starts now. I don't think so, honey. The rules of the show, The Circle. Girl, <gasps> the, the rules be changing every single episode. Wow. Why are the flops 
that were voted out Jack playing Emily and Lisa playing Ugh. Lance Bass so Lisa. badly. Why are they still eligible to win? They were blocked. And then you had Kat and Mitchell blocked, aka the eye candy is G-O-N-E, and yet they're <sighs> gone? Like, come on. Also, I don't seconds. think so, honey, that the gays are the villains this season. Yeah. Lee as River and Courtney, I'm sorry. I cannot be rooting for you because you guys uh, were the reason why my queen, Tara Alicia, is not there anymore. And Tara Alicia did not get the credit. I, if you want to know who's team I'm on seconds. right now, it is Delisa all the way. And I know my sister Trevor. has my back. Trevor, Delisa, Trevor, all the way. And if they have some fuckery go down that fucks her Five over, seconds. I'm going to be pissed because I don't think so, honey. I don't trust the rules. Let the rules be simple. No twists. I don't think so, honey. And that's one minute. We're br- we will bring on Michelle Buteau herself <laughs> to address this. And I will have to... This, Netflix is making me drag the show that our friend hosts. And I don't like doing it. But mm. all I'm saying is, if you're blocked, you're blocked. You're I blocked. don't like any reality show that brings back eliminated people and then just they're back. They don't even earn it. They didn't even earn it. Lisa had the gall to be Lisa like, was I'm playing as Lance Bass. And when they Lisa asked her her reasoning for, for why Lance Bass was playing, and she said to do an in sync reunion tour, which was the worst answer she could have ever done. Jack fucked up because his makeup was terrible on that mannequin. Why are they both still in? Why are they still in? Shalay, why are you watching the circle? I'm not, but I will. I think you, you gotta, would love it. I, I think yeah. you would really dig it. I, you gotta. I'm, I'm gonna This have season, to. the, fin- the finale is on Wednesday. Oh, perfect. Um, but I, I binged. I, I, I'm not a, I'm not a binge person. Mm-hmm. I did the whole thing in five days. I was like, this is phenomenal. Okay. Television. Yeah, I absolutely will. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll record a little thing at the end, which is a spoiler alert for everyone that hasn't been watching. But to me, it's just like. Uh, sometimes I get so frustrated because it's it's you see who is playing the best game and then they throw a twist in there like Courtney being the Joker. What the fuck was that? Tara Alicia was playing the best game. Love Tara Alicia. Delisa is playing the best game right now. Courtney and and Lee are just like okay. So so there's a catfish. There's like um a, a guy in his fifties, maybe early sixties, we'll say, mm-hmm. um, gay guy who's playing like a gay. Hippie guy, old. like young, Hippie young, guy. young guy. But I, Matt, I don't think he's catfishing him that well. He's he's like getting like he's getting like phrases wrong, like youthy phrases. He's literally wrong. flying under the radar so in ways that are insane. I'm like, I'm sorry, <laughs> but if I if I were to really think about, it, if everyone just slows down for a second, it's obvious that Lee as River is a catfish. And to be honest with you sometimes Delisa slips up as well because she does get a little, she gets a little feminine with the way she talks as Trevor, just a touch. But she gets away with it. She gets away with it because she's like, I'm a dad. I'm a dad. I'm a dad. Yes. Like, yes. Mm, And also it's, you know, you know, I think Terralisha might've fucked up a little bit too in the picture. She decided to show of herself in the second round because she was using these very filtered pictures that made her look like a little bit like a catfish. And I was just like, Mm, it's so interesting when people decide to play as themselves and they seem like catfishes. That is such yeah. an interesting comment on how people view themselves on social. Mm, There's you know? a gap between your self-perception and your, yeah. Before we go to yours, Bowen, I want to know if you went on the cert, well, you, I think would have to play as someone else. You could not play as Bowen Yang. Not necessarily. I could play as myself and just be like, I think they would know who you are. I would be like, 
I'm here to play. It's like Chloe, like so this 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 girl from um Too Hot to Handle. I write hard for Chloe too. <clears throat> Chloe's great. So this girl from Too Hot to Handle is now on the circle of the season, and and some of the and some of the contestants are like, oh my god, you're that girl from Too Hot to Handle. Mm-hmm. And She's I don't like, think yes, it's, I don't, it's me. <laughs> I don't think it's I don't think it's adversely affected her. Right. I think I would play as a hot girl summer. I would play as hot girl summer. I would play as like I just think because this is a hot my girl fear. named Summer because you're, you're <laughs> hot triggered. girl named Summer. Yeah, Summer Lacroix. Uh, that would be my character, Summer Lacroix. That's not um, a catfish name at all. No, not at all. <laughs> Summer Lacroix. <laughs> That's very believable. And all my pictures are all, all my pictures are of Greta. Um, <laughs> but, but basically, yeah. uh, this is. I am not confident enough in my in my own ability to get myself across on social media oh, without sure, without sure. without like engaging in weird like try hardy things for social i think i would i would feel more confident as a catfish character i think i could remain more consistent as a character than i could as myself honestly and i think it'd be more likable too if i were not myself that's crazy is this therapy i think the producers tell these contestants ahead of time because to speak a certain way yeah. over the circle because i mean surely with all these messages that they're sending to each other mm-hmm. through this like virtual it's not how people um, talk on dictation social. it's not how right. people talk at all that there's no. like message hey queen love the way you played the game today i just wanted to tell you that um when i was a child i was touched <laughs> by a relative heart ha- emoji blue heart, heart, heart emoji, emoji blue heart emoji hashtag got your back hashtag what, uh, what, what gets the goose gets hashtag the gander like sisters that- who were touched so so it's just chaos. <laughs> it's, it's pure chaos. Pure chaos. chaos. It's not normal communication styles at all. Okay. It's like, and the hashtags crazy. are like not real hashtag. It literally is like <laughs> hashtag both born in the four on the fourth of July. It's like it's so <laughs> stupid. It, it's right. really no insane. Said. No one's ever said. Hashtag concrete angel. Like <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what the hell that means, Queen. <laughs> Queen. Anyway, and and yes, the, the, these two gay men. One's 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 that um uh, guy in his sixties we mentioned, uh, and then the other is this like um is this is this Barb gay dude who loves Nicki Minaj and Taylor Swift equally, which is a conflict of interest. But we'll let it. We'll, we'll let. <laughs> That's a roller coaster. Roller coaster number fifty one. Loving Nicki Minaj, Nicki Minaj and Taylor and Swift Taylor equally Swift is, is a, a, conflict a conflict of interest. Of interest. But here is the thing, Bowen. That's us. Both of us. That's us. Oh, That's us. Wow. Cor- yeah, Cor- Courtney. I think I would love in real life on the circle. Oh yeah, not rooting the for the girl. Villain. Not rooting villain. for not rooting for this gay. Would love to twirl with Court with Courtney at like a like a bar or like a you know one hundred. Dance floor, best of friends. <laughs> See, and the best reason is friends. I could not play as myself because I know I would be Courtney. I oh, know sure. I would be Courtney. I know I'd be just evil. I'd have to play no. as someone else. Anyway, as yeah, okay. Loving the thank circle. you for giving us. Thank you for giving us a space <laughs> no, to discuss absolutely. this. Absolutely, you would love it. Yeah, would I'm, love it. Yeah. Give, I'm, gonna, I'm totally going to give this a shot now. I'm give her a shot. Great. Start start with season two. Okay. Okay. Right. Yeah. So start with season two. Wow, fascinating. Yeah, um, I fell it. off after I fell. I fell off like three episodes into one. I was like, oh, this isn't for me. But two, I was I, for some reason I was hooked from the beginning. Okay. Maybe Alexis anyway. one better now because you can see really the origins. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yes, yes. and can't wait for the finale because this is, this is of course it's Michelle's moment to shine because right. she hosts the reunion oh, in yeah. the finale and she's really it's really a voiceover gig for her all year and then she really comes hard <laughs> in the finale. You understand? All right, so Bone Yangs, I don't think so, honey. Time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Your building's not wired for Verizon Fios. Oh, girl. Bitch, now I have to settle for middle-tier spectrum internet speed. You heard him right. 
that are going to nosedive three months into my contract with them. And they'll say, oh, it's not a contract. You can do month to month. I don't care. Give me the fast stuff. Mainline the inter- the Ethernet to my devices. And now I got to put it upstairs because my building's not wired for spectrum that uh, optimally either. 30 seconds. You're not going to you're not going to perform building surgery on my apartment in order for me to get a fast wi-fi connection and f- the internet should be fast and free for everybody like water D- like water deprivatize wi-fi deprivatize internet i don't want i don't want sal from flushing to come in and and make me wait 45 <laughs> minutes so that he can like look at look at my building's guts with binoculars in my laundry room it's actually very vulnerable <laughs> and that's one minute can we say can we say and this is just the truth. Right. And I'm sorry to have to be the bearer of bad news to this wireless internet company, but Spectrum, you don't hold a candle to Verizon Files. You just don't. Have you ever fucked with Spectrum? I have not, but I, I grew up in a Comcast situation. <laughs> like, I am coming from a Comcast. So that is, that's the same. It's the, like, it's, I they once sent a guy to wire something in my house and he had a a nameplate belt buckle a, a what belt buckle <sighs> his name was what nameplate name belt, belt buckle. buckle and it was mark and it also was like kind of neonish around it so the mark was like in you know metal but then there was like neon led lights around it and he was just standing in my living room just kind of like uh this is nice. This is a nice place you got here. This is real nice. And I'm like, yeah, Mark, I'm going to need you to do your thing and go. Do your job. Please. GTFO, as they say. Yeah, please. Bowen, when you said that your building was not fitted for Verizon Files, my heart broke for you. As someone who also is in a building that is not fitted for Verizon Files, I just, uh, Spectrum is so not it. But I actually don't know, but who is to blame? Because we love Spectrum for giving us the access. Mm -hmm. For not having, for not getting us to ask the question, will my building be wired for it? Do or do we do we direct the ire towards Verizon for for having it be like masonry specific or whatever? Yeah, the fuck, that is know? weird. Just I, I, you know, I, I guess I guess you're right. They're problematic, but it's everybody. unfortunate because they're so goddamn good. They're so goddamn. Good. I never had an internet like that before in my life. I'll never have it again. (laughs) Never. Never. Okay. All right. So listen up. This is the point in the show where Shalewa does her fucking thing. And her thing, at least this episode, is going to be I Don't Think So, Honey. Shalewa, are you ready? I am ready. I knew it. I knew it. This is Shalewa Sharp's I Don't Think So, Honey. Her time starts now. I don't think so, honey. Paramount Plus streaming site logo. It's so lazy. It's so... Look, you're the last one out, okay? So you're seeing what everybody else is doing, right? You see what we're doing now? It's it's just the the most simple blue with the mountain and the stars. Yeah, we know it. We've known it all this time. You're not going to shush it up for us at all. Uh... Uh, Hulu's got a nice little green that's seconds. been changing colors a little bit. Yeah. Um, Disney, yeah. I mean, there's blue as well, but it's gradiated, you know. And also, it's gorgeous. And yeah. they're Disney. All they need is that big ass D, and you got it. Um, <laughs> you know, Netflix was a big 15. red N, but now it's a multicolor. Uh, come on, 
HBO yeah. is doing queer coloring. Like yes. it's doing queer, and you're just going to come in here with this bootleg. It looks like letterhead. It looks like letterhead. You didn't even try. Thank you for all the real worlds, though. And, yes, and that's one minute. I will <laughs> say this for for a streaming service that actually kind of comes through. Yeah, in terms of the content. Yeah, the logo. It's it's a little bit basic. It's very. It's like they didn't even think about it. They're like, uh, just give them what we normally got. We we got to do more. You got to do better gotta do better so right and it is important that they're the last ones out yeah they're they're seeing what everyone else is doing and they still gave us just milk toast (laughs) and you know especially after hbo max did the thing they because when that when that blue screen comes up and it sees hbo max and it goes and then you have to get sound you feel like you've unlocked something you know what i mean like you're entering the domain you get why design and aesthetic and that sonic moment of welcome to HBO Max is a is important. Yeah. And all, all of the other ones just seem like they're alive slightly because they're yes. messing with their colors. And that's what that's what the kids are doing now. We've got these there's sex energy. lights. There's and there's so much going on. And it literally looks like Paramount Plus just looks like a piece of paper that we've all it's just played. It's very yeah. flat. It truly just looks like a scan. Like if they had just the light that came from a copier where if you're looking at a copier and that white light went across, <laughs> it would make sense to me. But it would also be a little more dynamic than what they've got going on right now. Textured. Yes. Um, absolutely. And and Matt, Shalewa will be too kind to correct you. I will correct you. But Matt is classically colorblind. HBO Max, guess what the color is? Purple. It's purple. purple. Okay. Yeah. See, and that's how you know. I, I'm, I'm real. I'm no, real. No, no one. Because no. no one. But the thing <laughs> I'm, is, I'm it's, real. it's clearly like bluish and pink like it's not just full-on just purple, Shalibu, you don't you have know? to do that no it's but it purple is and it, i can't see it <laughs> no it's okay. you don't have to do that and <laughs> i have a show on it and i That's and so I, I i i literally no one's ever i i, I yeah. but i was gonna say i don't think so many of the people who haven't told you that it's not blue who have not corrected you i've kind of really been sitting around here in the quarantine myself you see <laughs> and you, know, you understand there's really not really been anyone there where i've been like when that pops up i'm like that's blue and they're like no sis <laughs> oh yeah well i mean it's definitely purple but it's not as blue as the paramount plus logo no. makes me feel and also, they have so much to work with because correct me if I'm wrong, but the Paramount Plus is is Miss Thing holding up the the um, no, torch. No, that's, that's Columbia. Yeah, that's We're Columbia. talking about the no, mountain and the, the stars. Mountain okay, the stars. So, so yes. So you think like they can't do something with the mountain and the stars? Like have the stars go around the mountain? That's like, what create, normally like, a cool... they would do when they're opening a movie. When it's opening right. a movie, they have the stars, and then they not nah, nothing. It's just boop. Here you go. Sign here, Flop. and here is your <laughs> here are your selections. So Bust down, Flopiana. <laughs> Not Flop. it. Yeah. Flop behavior. Yeah. Flop so behavior. It Flop, makes, jester flop logo. It makes That's me sad because they were, you know, they're giving us real worlds again. And I've been enjoying that. And, uh, you know, where else are you going to see Latifah as the equalizer? You know what I mean? Like they're giving us choices. <laughs> but yeah. So wait, have you checked in with Latifah as the equalizer? Not yet. Not right, yet. but you plan to? I do. I do. I do love Dana Owens. I really, I'm a fan of hers. I think she's done exceptional work all the way through her career, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it's been acknowledged enough. I mean, honestly. It certainly hasn't. No. I, like, her her comedy chops in Living Single, bar none. Amazing. Right. 
amazing. Musical theater. Yes. Comedy. Yes. Drama. Oscar nominated, right? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. For Chicago. Also, you know what's interesting? Like, doesn't get the credit for being a full-on movie star above the title movie star. People forget she has opened big movies for a long time. And this show was a huge hit. And only a big star can can like just instantly make a show huge like that. But the reason why all these things are popping off is because Latifah is a superstar. Yep. And you're so right. She doesn't get that. Um, she doesn't get that. Those flowers. flowers. Yeah, yeah. She doesn't get her flowers. Also, her hair always laid. Always you know, laid. And it, she's kind of doing something a little different in the equalizer. Yeah. Yeah, I think she. I think she just has a good face for any like bone structure for any length, any style. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's also what we're working with. I think so. I met her I one time so. when I was eighteen years old, and she she had a platinum blonde, uh, like um, it was like a cascade happening. It was like a short platinum blonde wig, and she was she glows in person. I believe it, it. is crazy. I mean, she. I interviewed her. I was like for the NYU newspaper for a secret life of bees. I love this story. I love and, this story. And so basically um, it was, I was my first time ever interviewing a bunch of celebrities and like um, it was like Gina Prince Bythewood who directed the movie, who mm-hmm. I love. I love love and basketball. I really love all of her work. Right. And I was excited to see her, but was nervous to ask a question. Sophie Okonedo came in and she sat down and I was like, I'm going to ask a question to Sophie Okonedo. Like, I'm going to ask a question. And she had a role in the movie that, like, was was going to get earn some Oscar buzz, we thought, maybe. Um, and someone said something about the Oscars because, you know, she had been nominated for Hotel Rwanda and, like, she was getting some buzz. And I remember asking, like, I just jumped in there because they, they said, like, if you have a question, jump in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I jumped in there. I was like, well, does it make you nervous to get Oscar buzz? Like, do you think about it? And she was. She looks at me in the eyes, and Sophie Okonedo was like, "Oh no, I, I don't think about that at, at all. That, that's in God's plan. That's in God's plan." <laughs> and I was like, "Oh, okay." And this woman across the table from me was like, "Now, did you want to resume the question that you were answering before he interrupted you?" And I was like, "Oh my God, I'm mortified. I'm 18 oh, years old. No. I was trying to do my best. I, I I respected her, and I felt like I had like disrespected her. And I was like, oh no. So I'm dispirited. So right. then Queen Latifah comes in, lifts the energy off off mm-hmm. the ground into the stratosphere. Superstar, mm-hmm. charm <laughs> down. She comes in, sits down, and I'm I'm not asking her a question because I'm just too I'm just having too much fun watching her, and I felt like a flop after Sophie. Mm-hmm. So. We all have our opportunity to get our like press books signed by Queen Latifah at the end. And everyone I can tell is a fake fan because they're all going up to her and they're like, I loved you in Chicago. I loved you in Chicago. I loved you in Chicago. Like all these press people right. that clearly did not know Latifah's work. Did they and she she literally was like, Thank you. Thanks. Thank you so much. Thanks. Because she just gets that all the time. You could tell these film people like only know Chicago. So I was like, I'm gonna earn this woman's respect. So I went up to her and I I gave her my book and I looked down and I said, I loved you in life support, which was her. HBO right. like AIDS TV movie. Yeah. She looks up at me. She looks dead in her eyes. She wipes her platinum blonde hair out of her face and she goes, thank you so much, baby. And I said, thank you. Mm. And we had a moment together 
and she signed that book and I left and it was like, it was like that Sophie Okonedo moment didn't even happen. And that was God's plan. <laughs> <laughs> that was God's plan that day. Reader, if you're not, if you're not getting out of your chair, I don't care if you're driving, if you're not getting out of your seat, park the car. God. That's beautiful. Tear to That's my eye. Tear to my eye. Latifa made my day. I hope I made hers. <laughs> I'm sure I you, think did. you did. <laughs> wow. This episode made my day. Hello. So much fun. Hello. <laughs> so much fun. I and to hear it. what probably is going to be 10 million times even more fun, you got to listen to The War Report, oh, which yeah. episodes every Thursday. Mm-hmm. And you need to have, duh. It's like, how long has the podcast been going? Not about like five months or so. Yeah. It's a baby. Yeah, it's a baby. So little, it's a little nascent it's, stage podcast. Yeah, it's me and Gastor Almonte, who's a great storyteller. Um, Incredible. And he's a, a delightful um, Brooklyn born, uh, married father of two, like just tough guy. And uh, I mm. am not um, any <laughs> of those things. And so it's just us, you know, talking crap about the news basically every week and uh it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun we're in oh yeah. my gosh we're in we're all in and you gotta follow shalewa on all platforms at silky jumbo yeah which come on that's <laughs> on. that's a handle that's a handle and a half <laughs> that is that is a that is a memorable name yeah yeah I, you know i like lotion I like eating and I like lotion. <laughs> I, what, what can I say? <laughs> what can I say? Uh, we're so happy you were here. Thank you so, Thank so you much. I'm thrilled to do it. Thanks for having me. Oh, my gosh. Matt well, and I close out every episode with a song. I think I think I have one in mind. Here we go. Well, the crew. Summer. <laughs> cloudy day. <laughs> Clouds away. Uh, seems like I can finally rest my head on something real. I like the way that feels. So this was sort of a mega mix. Yeah. I'm really shocked at how that really spoke to so many parts of my soul. <laughs> Lost Culture, touching all of the soul. All parts of all your the soul. All the soul. The dark parts of your soul. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Bye. There's a new sparkling water beverage from the makers of Bubbly, Bubbly Burst. It's bursting with fruit flavor, no added sugar, and all smiles. Bubbly comes in a variety of six fun flavors that taste incredible. And with no added sugar and low calories, there's a lot to smile about. I don't know about you, Matt, but it's my perfect beverage for catching up on my favorite shows with. Yes, Lil Bowen. Bubbly Burst has antioxidant and immune support, keeping me feeling great all day long. You deserve that. Try new bubbly bursts. You know that I feel like it's really important to express yourself. I know that about you. You got to put your true self out there, okay? And those classic Crocs, clogs, and sandals let you do just that. Between the rainbow of colors and the gibbets charms, you can create a unique look. And I mean, literally, no one else will have shoes exactly like yours. Hey, you know, it doesn't get more comfortable than Crocs, clogs, and sandals. They're just the perfect blend of comfort 
and creativity. Visit crocs.com to explore the latest styles and gibbets charms. When the music of Celine Dion makes sweet Canadian love with the Oscar-winning film Titanic, you get Titanic, a campy, unhinged, chaotic night out. Find out what really happened to Jack and Rose on that fateful night from Celine Dion's totally real and historically accurate perspective. Some say Titanic is the best gay nightclub in the city, and those people are me. And me. So set sail with this cookie crazy off-Broadway hit and get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Get tickets today at titanicmusical.com. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. 